Me and my friends do sinister things And that's because we're cynical beings And we're living in a house And we're chilling upstairs And we're doing a podcast Impaired Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back To to the Impaired Upstairs Podcast with Brady and Ryan and Cody. Welcome back, everyone. I think that was really, really good. That was beautiful. And welcome, Haley. Hello. Hello. It's nice to have you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank oh. you for being on. It's, it's, it's really good to see you again. So for those of you that don't know, Haley did our logo. Yes. Woo-woo. Yeah, it looks very good, and we're super excited to have you here to talk about what you're doing. Um, so, speaking of that, what's got you excited lately? Definitely graduating from college. I'm so ready to be done with school and just starting my life and starting to just focus on design, you know? I uh, can kind of put aside all the extra classes and just focus on what I really want to be doing, so that's very exciting. <laughs> very very nice awesome that's fantastic especially after all that time I, I was only in a tech school for a year i can't imagine four years yeah and especially with this last year being fully online you know i've been living at home with my parents and i like to call them my roommates these days but um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah it's definitely been a long past year especially so i'm the senioritis is hitting very hard well oh, deserved that awesome so this week our drink of the week is Gran Centenario Añejo Tequila. Um, Beautiful pronunciation. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic tequila. Uh, the interesting thing about Añejo tequilas is that they're actually aged in oak barrels, similar to American whiskeys. A lot of American whiskeys are aged in oak barrels. Yeah. Um, and the Añejo has been aged, I believe, between 12 and 18 months. Uh, that's standard. And then anything between 18 months and 24 months is extra Añejo. Um so you, it, it's kind of an interesting blend between a tequila and a whiskey, where if you're used to a silver tequila, you're getting a lot of the just the raw like plant character. It's a, a, um, agave, right? Agave, yeah, that's right. Um, so you're getting like a lot of the, and you if you're getting a tequila, you want to look for something that's a hundred percent agave. That's like the real good stuff. Um, so if you're going with a silver, that's mostly just the agave character. But if you have an añejo tequila, that's picking up the character um, from the oak barrel, and it'll taste it. It'll just it tastes like a blend between a whiskey and a tequila in a way. It's try it out. It's good stuff. It is yeah. very good. Explains like the darker color. Is that is that why some are darker? Is it always just because of the barrel they're aged in? Yeah. So actually, that's why any most liquor. The reason it's colored is because of the barrel it's picking really? up yeah um if you get they don't put oh, food coloring in it no idea. well actually well, i thought it would i thought it just like came out of the you know still just like that no when it comes out of the still it should be completely clear um and then you put it in the barrel and it'll pick up color from the barrel um some alcohol they actually do put coloring in it but it depends on the it depends on the specific one and uh, i believe for some that's actually like 
outlawed. You can't do it. Uh, just to stick with the integrity of the, the authenticity. Where yeah. You, you gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Grand, Cent- Grand Centenario Añejo Tequila. Try it out. Grand Centenario Añeja. Añejo. Añejo. Yeah, oh, there you go. Uh, masculine word. Yeah, there you go. Tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and for band of the week, we have tiny, tiny moving, moving parts. parts. Tiny moving parts is so good, and uh, you kind of recently started listening to them, Cody. Didn't yeah, you? so some some really beautiful uh, guitar. Yes, very yes, very chimey. Um, they call that like a math rock style of uh, like tapping and picking. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, ah, yeah. Yeah. What songs by them do you like? Because I've liked them for an amount of time, and it's cool that you're like... Uh, the one that I've been listening to the most is Medicine. Um, yeah, Pretty oh. recent song, is it re- released recently? Oh, I just started listening to them. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, another another good song is uh, Minnesota off their... Uh, I think that album's... I don't know what that album's called. I should know. We uh, listened to a little bit of Minnesota before the podcast. Yep. Um Good song. Happy birthday is a good song. It's like a breakup song. Oh, kind of. Happy birthday. Happy birthday is a good one. So for uh, people that have never listened to them before, what should they expect when they listen to it for the first time? It's pretty like emo vocals. Yeah. They're kind of screamy. Like Midwest emo. Midwest, yeah. Midwest emo vibes. Um, but it's 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 really consumable and listenable, unlike a lot of the older uh, Midwest emo stuff from like the mid-2000s. Um, they're just, they're great. They're like a great introduction to that genre. And they're very consumable. Yeah. And uh, beautiful guitar. Like, really melodic. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, Haley, talk to us. You're you're graduating soon. Uh, Yeah. What's happening? Oh, my gosh. A lot is happening. Um, It's such a big change, you know, to go from being a full-time student to being like, okay, I'm really an adult now. Like, time to get my life together. (laughs) Time to just focus on doing projects and possibly working for a firm um that's still up in the air but I'm kind of planning on taking some time off to just really have a break this has been a really long year so I've got a few things planned for the first month that I'm out of school um I'm actually seeing one of my favorite comedians and I'm so so excited about it because it's always been on my bucket list to go see a stand-up show and I'm finally old enough, right? I'm 21. Yes. I can go drink. Get to I fully can... experience it. And... Exactly. So I've been waiting for that moment. Um, I'm seeing Tom Segura at oh, oh okay um, yeah. in Vegas actually. And oh it's, right on. Uh, July 3rd. He's gonna be there for two nights, and me and my boyfriend are going together. Yeah, we're super excited. He's one of my favorite comedians. So right on. So do you listen to like uh, your mom's house and all yes, that? Yes, yeah. I'm. Yes, I'm a hardcore fan, and my boyfriend and I are hardcore fans of that. We listen to it all the time. Yeah, and he also does uh, two bears or something. Two bears, one cave. Yeah, yes. right with Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. That's oh, another amazing comedian. Yeah, uh, and Bert's great because he's he's like Tom Segura. I'm trying to put a face to it. Mm, he's got a beard. He's like a dad. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he's got a beard. You know, he's got the dad bod going on. He's uh, let's he, see. He recently obliterated his arm. Like <laughs> that. I guess that was like last year. Oh, now. his leg. Oh, it was. It was his leg. His leg. He was playing basketball. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, there's a really crazy oh, okay. video yeah. out there floating around of him just like he was going. Yeah, he was playing basketball. He was trying to do a dunk on like a seven and a half foot rim, or maybe no, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't remember what <laughs> it was. Something crazy <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, and no, it, it must have been more than seven and a half feet because you can like reach up and do that with just your hands. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it was nine and a half. Um, but yeah, he was going up. And apparently he said that on the way up, he could just tell like the footing was not right. And his, he like rolled his ankle and just, it was, it was really bad. He was in the hospital for a while. Yeah. yeah. yeah there was a lot of jokes between him and his wife. His wife's also a comedian, uh, Christina. Christina. Yeah. Christina P. She's awesome. And so if you guys are interested, I would suggest you checking it out. It's hilarious. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Where are they going to be? Um, we're seeing them at the Mirage. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Right on. And yeah. that's in Seattle. Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Oh, Vegas. oh, oh. <laughs> the, yeah. wow, I'm Mirage. Dumb. I'm stupid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're actually making the trip all the way up to Vegas just for that? Oh, yeah. But we're actually staying because my birthday is July 6th. And then the day we're going is July 3rd. The next day is July 4th. Might as well make a trip out of it, right? So yeah. I'm kind of taking that week as my little vacation after college. Right yeah. on. Awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. It seems like comedy is making a comeback lately. Like everybody is really starting to get back into that because it's partly like becoming kind of a countercultural thing where they're like, all right, we're, we're just going to say how we feel. And uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but like authenticity. Um, and it seems like comedy is bringing a lot of authenticity to our media lately. Yeah. Um, and so that's a really good, like, I think people are craving that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and as far as branding goes, I think people nowadays, especially with YouTube, I think you look at influencers and you can tell who's authentic and who's not and when they're just trying to t sell you something. So definitely with comedians, it's it's more authentic when people hear even anything about politics or just opinions about things in general. People are more willing to listen to it and it's more digestible, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and ha so have you been to the, I think it's called just the Your Mom's House website. Have you been to that at all? I have not been to the website. Okay. I have to admit that, but I do, uh, I'm subscribed to them on YouTube. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, the, the only reason I bring that up is because I think that what they're doing with that space is like super genius. Um, because essentially what it's allowing them to do is not be beholden to any sort of network. Um, so they're independently producing and releasing all of their own content and it allows them to have a certain level of autonomy that they wouldn't be able to have if they were attached to a network where if they're, you know, they're independently releasing it. And so they can just put whatever price they want and release it because of the internet. So it's this really cool situation where the fans that really care can get the, um, they can get the content that they want. Um, and the, they can produce the content that, the fans want and i just think it's a really cool situation which is yeah. exactly what we have on impairedupstairs.com you can go check us out there yeah uh, we well, no sellouts <laughs> i mean eventually i would really like our website to look a lot like that and yeah. just be you know have our own kind of media uh place where we can uh we can promote our stuff on there so yeah, yeah. well you know who to call <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly so you Ghostbusters. are Ghostbusters. 
Oh, shoot. Yes. Sorry, Haley. Them too. All right. <laughs> they upstaged me. I get it. I get it. It's fair. <laughs> so are you currently in the middle of a job search? Are you, are you looking around at what might be available in the area? I am, you know, and I'm trying not to hold myself just simply to Seattle. I've been trying to look outwards, maybe like California. There's a lot of, you know, need for graphic design and media in those places. Like you think of LA, like that's where everyone is, you Mm -hmm. know. And for me, I would love to work in something that's more related to pop culture or the movie scene film industry um so that's definitely been on my mind but i'm open you know first job out of college it's probably not going to be your dream job right mm-hmm. so that's i'm trying to stay open-minded about it the night it seems like one of the nice things about graphic design is that you don't necessarily have to go to where the work is because of the internet is is it like that or do you kind of need to move in an area where there's a lot of business for graphic design Oh, you can absolutely freelance. I mean, there are websites you can go to where people post, literally post, hey, I need this project done. This is what my budget is. And you can either agree or disagree to do it. And you can hit them up and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Here's my portfolio. And then they can choose to hire you or not. Um, And also just freelance. I mean, if you market yourself well enough, I've just started my Instagram recently. I really need to get better at that. But if you market yourself and you kind of advertise um, that you do these freelance projects, eventually you get enough traffic that you can yeah. make a living off of it. Um, yes, yeah, it sounds like the. Are you talking about Fiverr? Is that like yeah, that's what yeah. it's called? Yeah. yeah. So I've I've definitely heard of that, and I've seen a lot of YouTube videos of people doing like, uh, like three different Fiverr budgets. Oh and my gosh! Th- yeah. I'm obsessed with those videos. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're so entertaining. Versus a hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Something like that, where you just get a very wide spectrum of people's talents, and also like the amount of time that they're actually spending on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and there's so much available. I mean, you can really put yourself out there and say, "Hey, this is what I'm willing to work for. This is what I do," and people are either going to hire you or they're not. But you're already on a platform that's kind of advertising for you. Much like uh, Etsy, I would put that out there. You know, they do a lot of the marketing for you. If people search something, you're likely to come up if you create that certain product the person is looking for. So, yeah, Fiverr's a great place. Um, I've even heard of Facebook having pages. (laughs) Um, It's all over, you know. Instagram, Snapchat, I've gotten people hitting me up uh, just solely based on some of my Snapchat posts. So, it's been great. Yeah, there's lots of options for graphic designers. That's awesome. It's really cool to see someone putting themselves out there. Um, Again, we were talking about that a little bit before the pod. Um, Just like... It's a little bit scary to put yourself out there <laughs> yeah. and like, look, this is this is me and this is what I've done and I hope you like it, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it took me a long time to get comfortable with that. I actually didn't have an Instagram until like two years ago. So we're talking like two years out of high school. I did not have Instagram because it just seemed like a lot of work. And I also was really afraid of just putting myself out there as I was. And so applause to anyone out there who does any kind of project or works in any kind of medium where they really need to promote themselves and they're just doing them and putting themselves out there. It's hard, you guys. (laughs) It can be. Social media is a a beautiful advertising tool. Um, It's one of the best, especially the best advertising is your best work. So if, if you do a good job, sometimes the advertising just does itself. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and that's actually something interesting because in, in a lot of uh, like podcasts and whatnot, they're they're talking about um, social media, like banning people. And I and there was a certain argument for a while. And I think it's still going o- around that um, social media is becoming the new public square where essentially like if you don't have access to social media, then you can't you can't promote yourself the way people used to be able to do um, where, you know, you just go out and you talk to people. Um, But now if you don't have access to social media, that puts you at a huge disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, I don't know if I really bought the argument that, Oh yeah, like you have to go on social media in order to promote yourself and get bigger. But now I'm realizing like, uh, like with this project and whatnot, like, yeah, you kind of, if you, if you reasonably want to promote yourself, you do kind of have to go through that avenue because that's where all the people are. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people aren't just in thin air. Well, no. yeah, they're not but, just browsing for gotta, the Imperial Upstairs podcast. Got to follow the traffic. Yeah, but w- what I also mean is people aren't going out and doing things physically anymore as much uh. as they used to, and so now you're kind of forced to go into a digital platform. Um, where people that's that's just where people are spending their time i wonder Um, how much revenue was spent and made on uh advertising online like in this past year with the covid year oh man an insane amount yeah Yeah. an insane amount probably more than any other year and then that brings that brings up the whole like more than likely yeah It's crazy how, like, if you think about how much does one ad cost on one podcast, and then you think about, like, okay, so you've got uh, all those advertisers that you always hear on podcasts. Um, I don't know. what's uh, Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Stuff like that, where it's like you hear that on every single podcast, and it kind of blows your mind how much they're actually spending on yeah. these ad campaigns it's like wow if i hear this on every single podcast and it costs x amount then that's x times a hundred or yeah. something it's like whoa the, these guys are like <laughs> they've got a huge yeah. advertising budget manscaped yeah. quip quip yeah exactly all uh, those squarespace uh squares yeah squarespace <laughs> um hold on what's the me undies me undies yeah <laughs> i haven't seen that one yet all those guys. Uh, if, if you're if you're a representative, by the way, uh, reach out to us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> these guys are credible. I can confirm. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it on the podcast. And hey, you don't have to be uh, me undies or or manscaped or whatever it is for for us to shelf or uh, advertise for you. <laughs> so <laughs> where are alcohol brands out there? Come yeah, on, yeah. Yeah. this is impaired upstairs. Maybe we can uh, start talking to like Fremont Brewing, Brewing. Oh yeah, some Silver like City, small time, br- yeah, or like that'd local. Be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be awesome. That's a good idea. We'll reach out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after we get a few more listens. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So graduation, and you are now like starting to branch out. How are are you excited for that transition? Are you apprehensive? Is it a little bit of a mix of both? What's the what's the vibe here? Uh, the vibe is definitely a mix of both. I think I'm kind of reacting the same way as I did to high school graduation. And then it almost was like, no, this isn't actually happening yet. And I would put things off. Um, so this has been, 
you know, there's a lot of things I need to get in line before I can actually be out there. Like I need to get my website fully put together. I need to have business cards, resume, cover letter, all that stuff. And it needs to be designed, right? Because that's their first impression of me when I send that out is I'm in graphic design. So they're going to judge me on what they see before they read anything that's on my resume. You would hope your business cards would look good. Oh, they look good. I'm getting them printed soon. Yeah. You'll be the first to get some sent to you. Nice. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I just went through a whole rebranding of myself, which was kind of hard. I think it's easier almost to work on other people's stuff because you're an outside perspective. Whereas when you work on your own stuff, you're more critical to it. Oh, gosh, I bet. Right. And so it took me a while to bring myself to even start working on it because I was like, you know, you have such high expectations for yourself in general. And you also know this is a literal reflection of what I'm capable of. Um, but once I really sat down and did it, it wasn't that bad and it was definitely worth the time I spent, you know? Yeah. Brady and I, the other night were talking about, about being self-critical and how you can be very, very critical of yourself, even when you don't really need to be, but how it can be a a really great tool to make yourself better. Absolutely. I think it's a sign of honestly, your passion and also how much you actually care. I think that a lot of people go out and do things just because... But you can tell the difference between someone who's doing it just because and because someone is actually passionate and they have that drive to do a good job at it. Yes. Yeah. And obviously, that's you guys. Aww, <laughs> oh, my god! Thank gosh. you. We appreciate <laughs> it. The flattery. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. So talking about logos and whatnot, what kind of work have you done so far? Because uh, oh I know you've done our logo and you've done another podcast logo. Um, has there been anyone else that you've actually done like paid work for or is it mostly just like classwork stuff so far? Actually, I've been doing um, some presentation decks on Google Slides, which is kind of funny. If you're another fellow graphic designer, you know how much pain is involved in that sentence. But um <laughs> I've actually been working for a software company called Docker, and I actually got the job because I know someone that was very lucky and fortunate for me, um, but it's definitely taught me a lot just working with people who, A, are much older than me, because I think that can be really intimidating, and also just working with someone who's really not in any sort of creative field. Like These are fully business-oriented people. Like You guys are in a creative field, so you're already kind of imaginative when it comes to yeah. these things right so sure, sure. Yeah. yeah 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 so it it makes you kind of have to come out of your shell and be more of the business person when you're trying to explain to them what you're going to create for them what's that gonna what that is going to do for their business right so there's an exchange and it's just mm-hmm. different from person to person you almost have to translate your work into what they want to hear. Exactly. It's all sales. It's an art. It, it really is. It is. is. Yes. <laughs> Things like, well, I'm not familiar with that exact kind of, I'm not a graphic designer, but sales are huge. If you can sell, if you can sell your ideas and sell your work, then you can do anything. Exactly. You just got to find out what they need and what they actually are struggling with. And then if you can sell them on what you can do for them in that category, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've found so far. So... Um, but of course you guys were super easy to work with because you're also creative people and I yeah. feel like we just like meshed well together and it, it all came together in the end, you know? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I think the product came out really good. Superb. And, <laughs> yeah. And it does a good job of like showing what we're about. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Oh yeah, absolutely. And just like to all the listeners out there, like 
these guys had such a good basis for what they wanted for their podcast. Like when I talked to them, I was like, these guys mean business. They know (laughs) who their target audience is. They already know like what they're about and what they want to talk about. And so that just made it all much easier for me, really. Yeah, we don't screw around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we no, mean not at we all. mean business. <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the the uh, the title might you know might deceive you a little bit, but yeah, like <laughs> we're responsible all about business. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not that far. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I bet I bet some customers are much more difficult than others, though. You know, I haven't had enough to really get to that point, but I will say that it it can be hard if you have a, a lot of people involved in a group and trying to sell them on one single idea because, let's face it, everyone's an individual. Everyone mm-hmm. has their own preferences. So when it comes down to it, it's like, well, I don't really like that color. And it's like, but look what it's doing for you psychologically when other people are seeing this. You know, you got to think about what do you need but also like how can we make it something you like at the same time right here's a question for you aren't there certain colors that in with like subconsciously incite certain emotions oh absolutely i mean if you look at like red kind of uh well maybe you can explain it better Oh, yeah. So for you guys, we'll use you guys as an example since all the listeners can look at your podcast cover. But, you know, red kind of has an in-your-face danger kind of vibe. But also, you know, it's it's what, what we call a... Um, it's a color that pushes forward, right? It's not something that recedes. It's something that kind of jumps out at you. And when you look at a lot of podcast covers on Spotify, there's not a lot of red being used. But I think in the context of like what you guys talk about and just the vibe of your podcast in general, red was just a perfect fit. And pairing that with like an off-white color, which is more friendly, kind of subdued. There's contrast, but it's not overwhelming. Whereas if we were to use black, that might be a little scary for people, right? (laughs) Kind of get into a Halloween situation. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it it also depends on the combination. So yeah, I mean, it just depends on what the thing is and how you combine it with other elements. Let's, let's do my favorite color. What, What is, what is purple? Oh, royalty. Oh yeah. Expensive. Oh man. Mystery. Um, I think definitely, oh, definitely mystery. I think that's like the number one. I always think of Scooby-Doo when I think of purple. Oh, I see. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Is the mystery machine, does that have purple on it's it? Like green and green, purple. green and blue. It's got green, blue. It's kind of like retro. orange flowers. But yeah, yeah, definitely retro, like yeah. 70s. <laughs> Someone has to fact check this, but maybe the inside has purple. Or maybe the dog collar, maybe that has purple on it. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure, this but could I be always like Mandela associate effect. that color. Uh, Scooby-Doo's yeah. collar, I think, is blue. Oh, maybe it is. Blue. But that kind of goes. But with you know it. what? You're you're right. There's got to be some sort of like purple Daphne? Daphne's uh, her oh, sweater, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, is it she has got yeah. a dress. Dra- it's like a coat and a dress. Yeah, she got like a skirt like situation that. with yeah. an overcoat, yeah. like a trench coat <laughs> vibe. Yeah. <Gosh. laughs> Well, trench coat, that's definitely mysterious and oh, yeah. kind of <laughs> well, uh, unsettling. <laughs> I was thinking of like space. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Cause, uh, like space isn't isn't actually purple, but maybe because there's like so many depictions of space. as Right, all the galaxy is. backgrounds you can get for your phone. It's, right. it's purple <laughs> generally. Yeah. Cosmic yeah. type color. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Haley. 
out of all the occupations you could have chosen, uh, you chose to be a graphic designer or to pursue graphic design. Uh, what made you choose that over over other things? So I actually started off in college as a business major with a focus in marketing. Um, but as I continued to pursue that, I kind of looked around. I looked at not only the lifestyle, but just the types of things I was learning. And as I started looking into the types of jobs I would have, I kind of realized that it just didn't fit me. And I realized that the marketing portion of that was the creative thing that I was longing for. And it's something I've actually been pursuing my whole life. I just didn't recognize it as that because let's face it, you guys, there's a huge stigma with art majors. And I was Yeah. No <laughs> comment. No comment. Terrified to tell my parents that I was gonna switch to an art major. But with graphic design, it's so open and there's so many different things you can do with that from motion graphics, logo design. You Super know, print, advertising, it's all marketing, branding. That's what I fell in love with. Um, and I realized that I was doing that. I just didn't I just didn't recognize it as something I could pursue as a career. I remember you drawing in chemistry class in like that would have been sophomore year, uh, which was twenty fifteen. Oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared, I don't remember this. Twenty fourteen or fifteen, yeah. Yeah. No. I I mean I just remember like you you would just draw and it was uh, really good. Oh. Well, thank wow. you. That's so sweet. Wait, was <laughs> this in Miss Dad's class? Was this no, in this middle school? No, this was Mr. Ash Ashling? Ashling. Oshleeb. Okay. Well, he used to be Oshleeb and then he got married and he made a new last name yes. and that last name was Ashling. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Kind of a yeah, kind of a weird situation. I I feel like that's becoming a little bit more commonplace though. Like a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but like it's more kind of, people. Yeah, I I don't know if he was necessarily a millennial, but it seems like it's kind of a millennial thing to be like, <laughs> we're just gonna create our own last name together and like forge on and like yes. create our new lives together. You know, something like that. Yeah, that's funny. I can see that. I don't know. It's it's I, from what I've heard, it's becoming more popular. So maybe maybe that's for you. Try it out. Perhaps. No. <laughs> it depends on the last names. Okay, test it out. Hold on. Write it down. Cody, it sounds like you have a very strong opinion on that. Well, I I like my last name. So. Oh okay. Well, Anderson is really easy. Yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, true. the the only question Although, people have is, is it Ian or Owen? And Ian right. is way less common. So most of the time people are like, oh, yeah, Anderson, got it. Um, Although, you know, with all the people that say Mr. Anderson, uh, like from The Matrix, it almost might be worth changing. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. Do you really get that that often? All the time. That's probably crazy. especially in your line of work all the time uh actually not even like here but in the military it's like everyone is a comedian (laughs) (laughs) Ah, i see i see yeah i think i've only ever had one person who was a teacher in high school who ever said that to me um yeah so i don't know what kind of people you're hanging out with but obviously it's not the same kind of people as me (sighs) yeah i never heard that my my last name doesn't roll off the tongue very great i don't think 
Well, it's easy to say. It's like one syllable. More. More. Yeah. More? I don't know how people do. They do. They put a weird thing on the e at the end because people do that to my last name. Really, and it always trips me up. I'm like, there's no accent uh, on the e. Okay. I've, I've never okay. heard like <laughs> more. 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 <laughs> I would probably actually it's be kind of flattered. I'm like, oh, that's that sounds like very cultured. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I always get I always get like Brian written on my Starbucks cup though. That's, oh. a, that's a common. That's a common. Oh, okay. all the time. I get Bailey oh, yeah. a lot instead of Haley. They really? think I say Bailey or Kaylee, actually. Yeah. How? I don't know. I'm like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm overthinking how I'm pronouncing my own name and I'm messing other people up. I don't up. think you have a speech impediment. But I, but... I don't think so, right? <laughs> but maybe I do. Maybe gotten, in those situations. I've gotten Kobe and Tony. Hey, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I've gotten Braden. Some people think I'm Brayden for some reason. I guess I'm not speaking up enough. I don't know. Uh, funny story. Uh, one of my good friends, Luciano Toscano. Um, that's right. You got called out. Um, yeah, he's probably <laughs> listening right now. <laughs> um, Luciano, for the longest time, our teacher misheard his name as John somehow. Oh, yeah. so, somehow, I think he kind of mumbled it, so he was like, Luciano. And then the teacher just thought he went by John for like a really long time. <laughs> and so for about, for about six months before like really getting to know him, I just thought his name was John. Like, <laughs> like I had this a class. guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like quiet enough and chill enough that he was just, he just went with it and was like, I don't know where that came oh, from. Oh gosh. But, uh, he's like halfway yeah. through the year and he's like, well, actually my name's not John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been too shy to say anything point this entire time. Point of no time. return. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at what point do you just have to live with the name John? Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of something that happened is we like broke out into small groups or something and we we're like, hey, John, how's it going? <laughs> and, then, and then and then somebody else had him in another class. And so they knew that his name wasn't John. <laughs> and they're like, his name isn't actually John. I don't know why he accepts this. <laughs> and, then, and then we brought it up to the teacher and he was like, what? No, his name is John. He told me his name is John. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, oh, oh man, yeah, that was that was wild. That, that seems, was wild. That seems like something he would just go like go with. Yeah, for the fun of whatever. it. Whatever. Well, right, exactly, because he's kind of a like online guy, like memer type person. So <laughs> yeah. he's like, yeah, it seems oh, like fun. Goodness. Like, let's just go with it. So. Uh, we love you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I um I have another question for you, Haley. So I, I'm sure that in your in your line of work, there's a lot of things you take inspiration from. Oh, I'm sure that <laughs> I would I would assume yes I could be wrong yes, but I feel like it's a very inspiration and like other media inspiring you. I'm sure that's a very big aspect of of what you do. Oh, absolutely. Are there any like movies that are just like really visually appealing or that stand out to you as as like oh you look at that and it makes you want to be artistic. Or music, or oh yeah, I'm like a huge movie person. Um, if anyone's seen Midsummer, that's so beautifully shot. I mean, anything by that studio, like you guys gotta watch it. Even if you're not into horror, like just close your eyes, okay, and then take <laughs> in the beautiful shots when Midsummer, okay. Yeah, and um, huh, as far as like music, I'd say like growing up, I listened to a lot of like pop punk i listen to like fallout boy and like panic oh, yeah. at the disco modest mouse is one of my favorite oh, yeah. bands um i definitely and of course their album covers have inspired me over the years anything pop culture related to that i'm really into concert going and 
I also grew up in a skating rink, so a lot of it comes from that, and I I learned a lot of the my music taste comes from that experience, really. Um, and also birthday parties. I was constantly surrounded by birthday parties, so oh. that's kind of influenced a lot of my work as well. Just kind of this lighthearted, ironic uh, sense to the things I make. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I figure with, like, birthday parties, you get to see, like, okay, this is their theme. And, like, this is what this kid must be really into. And, um, like, that's that's what their whole thing revolves around. And it's like, well, you can, I guess you can take inspiration from something like that. Yeah, and I think it's almost more like, I was always inspired by the fun aspect and the community aspect of birthdays. Like, the birthday cake and everyone's sitting around together and sharing that and there's that one person that gets all the attention on them and there's something that's always inspired me about that and I love getting to do that for other people I think I love I've always been a people pleaser so I love getting to create for other people which is another reason I love what I do but birthdays are one of my favorite things and it influences a lot of the things I make like birthday cards I'm the oh. per- I am that person who will spend like a half hour in the birthday card section before I decide oh, really? on the perfect card for my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Like I just love to go that extra step, you high, know. High, high, high standards. Absolutely. For- yep. <laughs> yes, and it's so, and it's so hard because I set that for my friends, right? But then for myself, I'm like, well, no one's gonna do that. Like for me, like I have to like chill myself out for a second. Like nobody's gonna do that. I, but I, like, I man, love we're, doing we're closing. That. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to ask you to leave yeah i'm like can you get my friend like a three-tiered cake and like have their name explode out of the top like that's yeah. that's like what i like to do like i should actually a couple weeks ago it was my best friend uh caroline caroline if you're listening i love you um it was her birthday and i went out and got her like a bouquet of flowers and showed up at her doorstep with like a bottle of champagne and Aww. i was like someone has to do it though right that's incredibly thoughtful well thank you but like you know, I, I just love the idea of surprising people and doing things for people that they probably wouldn't think of doing themselves. And it's just, it's a good feeling, you know? I like going out of your way to do something like that. And birthdays have always been my place to do that. Yeah. What I've always liked about my line of work is the reaction or the response um, and that they're happy with the product yes, in the end. Yes, that is that's such what, a satisfying that's what it's all moment. About. It yes. makes it all worth it. Absolutely. And like even showing you guys your final version of the podcast cover, like it's both extremely nerve wracking because you feel like you've done all you can, right? Mm-hmm. right. You're like, like this right. is it. This, this is, is in your the hands final now. product. Yep. But there still could be something that there's a gap for you guys where you're not all like, all three of you are like, yes, this is the end too. So it's amazing when you finally get to that place where you're like, we did it. This is the final thing. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you also feel the same way. Yeah. It's a great feeling. It is. Uh, I think we, Cody had some questions about the skating rink maybe, or just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to hear more oh, about man. it. I had a really, yeah. I had a really quick, super quick question. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. What is your favorite? Okay. What are your favorite fonts? Oh my gosh, you guys are killing me. Um, like a few of them. You don't have can to I tell you my least favorite fonts? Wait, wait, let can me I guess. guess? <laughs> yeah, guess. Like, at the same on time. Three, at the same on time. three, yeah. One, two, three. Comic, Comic Sans. Sans. <laughs> oh, you guys are already graphic designers. Also, though, 
Comic Sans and Papyrus. Oh if, yeah, you oh, guys. Is that the w- weird looking like. It's kind of like it looks like it's Egyptian. Egyptian, or something? Yeah. yes, yeah. and it kind of looks like faded paper. Like there's little chips taken out of it, and everyone mm, thinks uh-huh. that's an aesthetic. But trust me, don't oh. ever use that. <laughs> you want to lose all credibility in one instant? Use papyrus. Okay. I've, o- I've always hated Trajan. The it's like the movie title font. Um, Trajan is a, is a weird one. I don't know if I've seen that. What does it look like? Is it? It's it's like every blockbuster movie. The font like um the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings I think has oh. Trajan oh. font. Um, and it's like skinny. We uh, it's hard to explain. Yes, hmm. yeah. There's definitely it's iconic. some You'll... repetitive fonts out there. Yeah. Everyone, Avatar they use papyrus. So go look that up. They changed the color. They added a glow to it. It doesn't make it any better. I'm sorry. (laughs) They grossed a lot of money, though. True, true. (laughs) If you're not a graphic designer, you're not going to pay attention to it. But for all my fellow artists out there, (laughs) it hurts. It hurts. (laughs) (laughs) The only time I have ever used papyrus, there's a video out there somewhere of a propaganda video I did. We did oh, no. <laughs> for contempt or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did a Middle East peace conference, and we all had to represent a different faction. And I'm not gonna say the faction that I was, <laughs> no. but <laughs> what are you saying about papyrus? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like Middle Eastern enough that that was the font. I, plus, I was in high school and I didn't know anything. That's yeah. I, I This one it. looks good. Yeah, <laughs> it only offers so many options. Okay. Exactly. I, yes. I mean, I understand understand it to an extent <laughs> exactly uh that was that was a really fun uh project if you can find it uh i'll give you ten dollars i will venmo you ten dollars yeah i swear <laughs> oh you guys better do some digging ten bucks hey that's it's a in drink like, it's in the hidden reaches of youtube or something yeah it's it I'm going to go find it. Yeah, I, d- yes. I don't even think it's unlisted. I will literally Venmo you it, $10. Yeah, it's still listed. If you can find it. Oh, it's only to the first person, though. This doesn't just go yeah, out yeah, to yeah, every yeah. single person. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. There you go. There yeah. You go. Disclaimer. Uh, so, skating rink. <laughs> skating so, rink. inlines or... Uh, what, what are the other ones? Quads. Oh, quads. Quads. Man, you guys. You guys are killing me with these questions. Someone's going to come after me for this, but I... Okay. I learned on quads, which, is, which if you're not familiar, are the ones that are like two in the front, two in the back, toe stop. Okay? They're like cinder blocks. Okay? Yeah. The other ones are inlines, which the wheels are in a line. line. That's <gasps> what they are. Yes. There's a concept. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> four four wheels on those two, but they're all just right in a line. Is that right or no? Right. They're the okay. same yeah, amount yeah, yeah, yeah. of wheels, but they're just in one okay. straight line versus okay. the quads, which are two in the front, two in the back. Like a quad. Like a Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a quad or a Like car a literal or... quad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I grew up learning on quads, but then I switched to end lines and I haven't looked back. However, I cannot deny that it is really fun to skate in quads. If you're more into the dancing, rhythm skating scene, and if you don't know what that is, look it up on YouTube. It's addicting to watch. It's so it's just so satisfying. Like it's a whole culture. So I learned on inlines. Okay. And then I'd go to the skating rink and I'd see the dude. Uh, that dude. Yeah, that the dude. dude. That was way too good. <laughs> he, There's <laughs> always one. <laughs> he would be, he was an employee. He, he, had, he did quads all the time and he'd be out there and 
just looked like he was like gliding across the ground and it was amazing. Just it out there. It's like, you know what? Maybe quads aren't that dorky. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't though, honestly. Like you can find way more quads for sale than you can inlines. I I personally own inlines, but they don't make a lot for females specifically. They're uh, male inlines. But for quads, there's so many different colors, sizes, patterns i mean you name it it's out there there's yeah. so many options for you so it seems like inlines are almost more like speed focused and then quads are more like artistically focused is that an accurate Actually, representation yes. that okay. is so good yes and my brother and my dad were both speed skaters and they used to do speed skating racing and that's actually a different type of inline like all together the wheels are like much bigger you have more surface area you go faster etc cetera, etc cetera. but um yeah my dad used to skate competitively growing up and then into his 20s before he had me and he would do it outdoors which <laughs> if you've never skated outdoors wow. and you don't know how to stop it's very dangerous and it's very <laughs> scary especially if there's hills involved um but my brother used to skate competitively as well when he was like a little guy it was adorable um but yeah, there's, and of course with quads though, you've also got derby, roller derby. So oh, there's like, yeah. there's, there's categories for both types of skates, which is cool. Like you can find your thing, you know? Roller derby, did, were, was there, did that skating rink have roller derby at it or was that not We a... did have a team for a while. I don't really remember what happened to it because this was like, I think I was around 12 or 13 maybe hmm. when that was going on. Um... But it's a huge thing, like, all over the world. Like, roller derby's a huge thing. There's tons of movies about roller derby. Um, I'm trying to think of the most popular one there is. But, um, yeah, a lot of girls like to do it. It's it's another just community kind of event, you know? It's They get together. They get to practice. They have a brand. They have matching uniforms. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun. You know, above all, it's just fun, you guys. I think my mom's best friend used to do roller derby. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. It seems like it did they have roller derby for guys too? It seems like it's mostly like uh, women do it, but I don't know. I'm sure there's guys out there who do it. I know a lot of guys like to ref for roller derby. Uh, okay. Huh. But I haven't personally seen a roller derby event with males in, on the team. So I can't speak for that. But I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Okay. And before we get too far, can you explain for the people that don't know what roller derby is and like how you score points? And yeah. are, uh, are you familiar enough? I'm not super familiar with it. I just know that there's... Okay. Let me think of this. Uh, if you think of it in like... There's like a pack... And there's people who are in the front. There's people who are around them. Um, and basically, they're trying to pass each other in different ways. That's the only way I know of it. I've never gotten super into roller derby. Like, I always was around it and watched it. But it's nothing I ever got, like, super into. Racing, obviously, is a lot more straightforward. You got to be in first place. You got to pass people. Right. And there's like a bunch of rules involved with that and how it works out. But for roller derby, I and also because I don't skate on quads. So I never personally got into it. Um, but I'd like to know how that works. I actually I should know that. Right. <laughs> I should be the credible source that knows that. But I don't. 
Yeah, no worries. It was always kind of like... Uh, it's like, what are the rules? Like, yeah, always, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like a little bit... I think that's a problem with a lot of sports, actually, where they're just... Like, if it's not in the public consciousness, it's really hard to, like, break into the public consciousness because people have to, like, get invested and learn how it works and, like, figure out how people score points or don't score points or lose points Uh, yeah it always confused me to me it just looked like two packs of women skating around each other in a circle but I also didn't really I was usually working during those events so I wasn't able to sit and just like watch them through and through um but it still looked fun like I I would like to see how they really you know do their thing yeah the thing that I remember most from roller derby is like people getting knocked out of the rink like yes. like women would just come up and like <laughs> slam each other and like throw each other out of the rink and yes. it's like dude that's wild <laughs> this is crazy it's like hockey but not okay hockey though that's another thing like i definitely credit the roller skating rink to my liking for hockey because we we could do it you know for fun we would play um and it does. It gets aggressive. Both of them do. I mean, you're just kind of shoving each other around because you're either trying to score a goal or in roller derby, I think you're trying to like pass the other people, right? You're trying to get ahead of them to score a point, I think, by completing a lap. I think that's how it works. Hmm. But yeah, someone can let us know what the specifics are. <laughs> so your history at the skating rink, you said you used to work there. Yes. <laughs> and I remember you working there when we were like way, way below legal, legal working age. Right. So the skating rink in Port Angeles was a family business and my family invested in that in like 94. Oh, so wow. like mm-hmm. you guys, we were born in like 99. Um, I was 97. Excuse me. Oh, cool so guy sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Grandpa. Yes, Respect your elders. <laughs> yeah. You kids get off my lawn. <laughs> We will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, Hashtag cringe. <laughs> we love it. We love it. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I hope you're loving this. That was a good one, Brady. But yeah, my parents owned it for over 20 years. So that kind of became my second home. I mean, I spent almost as much time there as I spent at my actual house. And because it was a family business, I was able to work at a much younger age. So uh, I, I've experienced the uh, customer service life much oh yeah. younger than most. <laughs> I bet it's a little awkward working for your parents too. Yeah. and Is I that was how actually, they worked or were they not present? So my parents weren't really in charge of it. It was actually my grandma, which was even harder because... I know her. She's interesting. If you guys know Sandy, if anyone knows Sandy, thank you for still coming to the skating rink while it was open because was she? she was hard to... She was definitely hard to get along with. She was very, like, blunt. And she was. Very, uh, was you can tell she just didn't want to be there, which I don't blame her at all. She was the lady. She was the, the lady. The lady. She was the, the lady. old lady at the skating rink, yeah. At the, like, concession area? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my grandma. No way. Oh, Memories yes. are flooding back. Ah. I remember oh, her man. being really nice, actually. That's good. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Well, <laughs> well, because you were polite. Well, yeah. And you were... <laughs> A child, most likely. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah, so if you were nice. I was, like, really, really young, and I had, like, an extra dime because I bought a little plastic ninja, okay? Nice. And I had this extra dime, and I was like, here, you can keep this as a tip. 
And she was like, oh, that's very, very nice of you. You can, uh, here, you can have another one of these little plastic ninjas. And I was like, thank you. Oh, wow. That's such a sweet story. So that is uh, the story of the time that Haley's grandmother taught me the importance of uh, being kind. And, wow. and, and, and tipping <laughs> your service worker. Yes. And yeah. that, that uh, what is it, karma? Yeah. Karma, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. That's beautiful. I love that. I'm so glad you had that experience. It <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. I know not everyone had that experience. She was, de- she was definitely all business. <laughs> she was all business, and... and I'm going to leave it at that, but if you know, you know. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Absolutely. So being there all the time didn't take away any of the fun, though? You still really enjoyed all of it? Oh, it definitely took away the fun at times. I think that I was exposed to a lot of things at a younger age that most people probably would have liked to have been with. And I don't mean just exposed, like having to actually deal with certain events and just certain like confrontation that at like 13, I probably shouldn't have been allowed. Like, I don't know why I was allowed to be the one mediating certain things like fights or just... You know, I had a lot of parents come in who would just, you know, they didn't know how young I was, but the things they'd say to me, it was like, whoa, like, I'm just a little kid working at a skater. Please leave <laughs> Be me alone. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, you know, it taught me a lot and it was fun most of the time. I'd say 70 to 80% of the time it was like awesome. So, so who is usually worse, the parents or the kids? The parents, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Because the kids, you know, it's kind of like, I knew most of them after a while, so you could kind of talk to them and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, why are you doing this? Whatever. But with the parents, they just come in, and there were a lot that kind of had that mentality of, my kid's an angel. They would never. Right. So you, you know, and you're just this little teenage employee, so immediately it gets taken out on you. And that's, yeah. Of course. It also seems like the skating rink was the place a lot of kids just kind of got dropped off. And it like, was. Yeah, they just like hung out <laughs> at the skating <laughs> yeah. rink. It kind of turned into this weird daycare situation <laughs> on Friday nights. Like it wasn't that way to me when I was younger, but as I got older it was like, "Oh wow, like these kids really are just getting dropped off by their parents." So I always gave them the benefit of the doubt because you know, parents who do that every single Friday night and sometimes they'd be there all weekend. It was like, there's clearly something more going on. So I would always kind of take that into consideration if something was happening or like, you know. That is kind of heavy stuff to deal with when you're that age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I really loved everyone that came in there. And I am honestly just so thankful for the experience. Like, it, it really did teach me a lot. And I still talk to some of the kids that used to come in. I mean, they're they're like, oh, my gosh, how are you doing? It, it's really good to know that they're also doing well. So. Right on. That's really cool. Did you get to, like, pick what music was being played? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was definitely, uh, I had, like, some set playlists. Like, certain things could get played on a Friday night that we would not play on a Sunday, for instance. Like, Ah. Sunday would be, like, family day, so we'd make sure it's, like, Taylor Swift, Megan Trainor, Like, very, like, poppy. That explains it. Happy. PG, right? So, Friday night was, like, the night we could get away with playing a little bit more risque music for the older kids, right? Um, And I loved making playlists, and I loved playing Happy Birthday for People. That was, like, one of my favorite (laughs) things. We're going back to that, but I just loved getting to, A, surprise people and get, 
you know, you get to put the attention on them for a second. And I love doing that for yeah. people. Yeah. Okay, now. How I remember. Yeah, there's a couple things that I remember from the skating rink. And one of them that stands out really strongly is the couple skate. <laughs> and that was like, so sometimes we'd go there as like a, like a, with our class for some reason. It was like, just like a fun almost like a field trip or I don't, it wasn't a field trip, but it was just like, Hey, you guys have been like really, fun day. yeah. Like you guys have been really good this year. <laughs> so we're going to the skating rink. <laughs> and then there was like always this like, well, in the couple skate, who is going to skate with who? And there was always yeah. like this drama. Oh, yeah. There's oh, this yeah. drama surrounding <laughs> like, oh man. And then what does it mean if you, oh, uh, like you <laughs> skated <laughs> together during the couple. Skate. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You guys are bringing me back. And you know what's funny is we used to get, like, special requests to do couple skate, and it would be someone's song. Or, like, I'd see these, uh-huh. like, young people trying to get each other to, like, skate with each other. That was the best entertainment, you guys. Like, I can't even <laughs> tell like, you. Awkward and- I don't even remember most of the awkward, like, you know, when I was there, maybe I'm going to couple skate with someone. But I mostly remember watching everyone else scramble to yeah. figure out who they're going to couple skate with. Because I was like, I'm going to announce. And then I would sit there and watch it all go down. It was just so good, you guys. <laughs> it's like reality so awesome. TV before wow. my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The the work experience too, I bet, at that age. Was that did that do good for you? Did that get you ready for the world? Um I don't know how deep you guys want me to get into this, but there were a lot of nights that I would stay up like angry at myself literally for how unprepared I was to deal with certain situations and confrontation from adults and I took it I took it really hard because I was young you know but it did really prepare me I mean customer service wise like now I really understand how I should have gone about certain situations and um it prepared me for just how to communicate with people of all ages for one but just people who have all different backgrounds i met a lot of people in there and it really taught me just to be open-minded always and just you just never know what's going on in someone's life and you got to take that with a grain of salt like they might come in there screaming at you but you have no idea like what they're really going through so i always tried to at least as i got older and i got more familiar with dealing with that kind of thing like how to talk to them to make it better right so very nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but that's that, a great answer. That was that's... my experience. So Yeah, that's a good answer. And I think also like it seems like to some degree there was like a uh, an age slash like uh what would you call that? Like experience or um there's like some kind of gap there where they're like, Well, I'm older and more important than you, so you have to listen to what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Know? And I think anyone who's had any retail experience or if you've worked a waitressing job or just anything like that, you can totally relate. It's the same thing. I mean, you know, why isn't this happening this way? Or I don't believe you that my kid did this. Why are you kicking him out? And it would just be things like that and you'd have to kind of talk them through that and get them over the whole I get it I, I'm literally 14 and I look 12 but I also work here and I know what happens so I'm just trying to I'm just trying to do my job man please leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes, um, sometimes you're just trying to do your job and, and people are they're they're in their own world 
Exactly. Exactly. Ryan, why don't you expound on that? Do you you've got some like customer service type experience. Where do I even start? Well, my um my customer service experience was through working on chainsaws for people. So you get to deal with a lot of like breaking really expensive news to people kind of. Like, oh, this you're hoping to spend $150 and you're going to have to spend $450 because you didn't take care of your stuff. Um, or uh, whoever was operating it didn't take care of it. That's how you got to word it. Right. You can't be like, oh, you did this. <laughs> you got to be careful about that. Whoever was operating this piece of equipment uh, had a little bit of an issue and didn't put it away properly or broke something. And then, of course, it was always like the nephew or something. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I let my boy borrow it. And, you know, he, uh, you know, damn kids. Yeah. Um, oh, I lent it out to my neighbor. Uh-huh. Uh, I, got, I got that one a lot. Uh, but there was, I mean, sometimes people... People are just can be very unrealistic about certain things. Um, like people, w- they got to realize that especially if you're a business, um, it costs a certain amount for things to happen and for like the technician to spend an hour of their time doing something costs money. Um, like things aren't free in this world and things are getting more expensive. Uh, having, I guess, having your chainsaw worked on now doesn't cost what it did in the 80s. Yeah, that due, sounds... Due to a number of reasons. Fair. That seems yeah. reasonable. I mean, inflation, the least of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so, gosh, I'll try a, a good example. What was a good example? So here's here's a story. Um, I'll try to make it brief. So this guy, this guy dropped off this chainsaw, and it was, like, really beat up, horrible condition. And we, like, diagnosed it. And we like tore it apart and like did some diagnosing and stuff. I actually didn't have a part in this. Uh, Another gentleman that I worked with did. And he has this tendency of like tearing stuff apart and being like, oh, it's screwed up and then not putting it back together. Which if there's one thing that I learned is um, like, even if you have to lose a little bit of money for the company, just put it back together and then everyone's happy. Um, Like even if you got to charge them a little bit, at least it's not in a box of parts that's no longer useful at all. Um, I never got that. So I learned that from that, like just go a little bit out of your way and make, make someone not pissed off uh but this guy was like this thing was horrible it's gonna be hundreds and hundreds of dollars to fix to replace if the chainsaw would have been cheaper so that's what happened and then someone came and picked it up and it was like in a box and they're like yeah no charge but it's like torn apart it's gonna cost money to put it back together uh bad operatings uh like that's not how how i would have handled it but that's how it was handled and then like months later this guy comes in and just like 10 in the morning like frazzled looking kind of a rough looking character and he's like this is effing unacceptable like like you did this this and this and we're like what are you talking about it was like he's like it was a few months ago and we're like okay like it was just out of nowhere it was almost like he he was just angry and then wanted to take it out on someone and then like remembered this thing that happened and then came and like got all upset he was probably he probably hadn't like hadn't had his drink yet this that morning or something he kind of st- <laughs> struck me as that type he probably needed to go to the bar and regain his health yeah um yikes that was just one of many it, it's hard to start but a lot of like misunderstanding and people being upset about things customer service is just can be horrible mm, um yeah. yes. the general public is the problem it's if you can dial in on a good market where you're dealing with customers that know what they want to spend and they know they've searched you out and they know the quality they're getting. Um, that's where things get a lot stressful, a lot less stressful. I mean, but, uh, the general public, mm-hmm. Cody, you made kind of a face there. Well, yeah. Um, like 99% of the customers that I interact with on a daily basis, it's, uh, uh they're actually really respectful and because we're kind of like an authority, I think it's partly the uniform. Uh, but, also 
they're in like like the worst moment in uh their lives and they just want help however there are exceptions <laughs> uh when there's like it's people who are involuntary um they they uh like they don't like us very much and they get really really angry yeah that's rough that's rough uh and like what kind of is that a general type of person like why are if you had to peg it like why are they acting like that if you had to guess Oh, well, they don't want to go to the hospital for whatever reason. They're strung out, and and um, sometimes it can be like they were overdosing, and then you take them out off their high because oh. uh, you got to bring them back, and then they don't they don't like that very much. Yeah, it seems like that would be kind of a rude awakening where you go from, like, bliss to... <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't really know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'm making yeah. an assumption. If people, yeah. if people throw their lives away over it, it must feel all right. Right. That's true. Um, yeah. I, I remember there was this one transport that I did, and it was a um, uh, an involuntary transport because this particular person was suicidal. And uh, this patient was really excited to go to a certain area. And I, I wasn't entirely certain of the area that we were going to. And we got there and it wasn't the facility that they were hoping for. Oh. And the entire trip, this person was like really cool and really excited and stuff and like ready to get it back on track. But then we got there and dropped them off and they were like, this is not what I was expecting uh so it it became kind of a kind of a problem yeah that sounds really uncomfortable yeah (laughs) can i ask the location where do they want to go uh well the thing about it is is that the facility that they wanted was literally like like right next door oh to distance wise is the issue to the facility that they got it was like Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. Like the specific f- facility. So um the we tried like like coercion um and like well the the facility staff there was like, "Well, sometimes sometimes people get sent over there from here." Uh and that's it's no big deal, deal. So just come on and and uh we'll get you processed and everything and then we can talk about uh the next steps and stuff. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. That sounds like a rough experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did did we talk about uh when I had a handgun pointed at me before? I don't think we've talked about that. Why don't you uh, explain a little bit? Please that's expand. a yeah. That's <laughs> like a wild experience. So uh, there was a patient who was um uh, under the eyes of Adult Protective Services, and this patient was a war vet and he this patient i'm trying to trying to be as as hypoconscious as i can um he didn't want to go to the hospital he didn't want to be checked out by us he didn't want to see us and he was just 
ready to let his condition uh, continue to hurt him. And so we walked in, and he had a handgun in his hand, and he waved it at us, and he said, uh, this is if you try and make me go to the hospital. And we turned tail and left. And understandable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you have any inkling of whether that was like for you guys or? No, no. Uh, it was not for us. Gotcha. It, okay. It was waved at us, which I I really don't appreciate being flagged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't point handguns at people unless you intend to... Well, that, that's like the four rules of gun safety, right? Like, Never point your weapon at anything you don't intend to shoot. Yeah, exactly. Um, it seems like he wasn't exactly in a place to be thinking about the four rules of gun safety. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah... That was a yeah. That that was really scary. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, it, but in the concern. end, it seemed like it more or less kind of worked. Like you're still here to talk about it. Yeah, so. and he's still here. We ended up. Uh, we can't kidnap people, so yeah. Right? Th- I mean, that's probably a good thing. That sounds like what? an American way of yeah. dealing with it. Like <laughs> there, <laughs> there has to be some consent. There are certain uh, like very very. Um, What's the word that I'm thinking of here? Like very rare instances where there it's like a legal issue in which we can take people against their will if they're a, like a detriment to themselves. Um, but he just didn't want to go to the hospital and there was not a whole lot that we could do about that. Right. So the instances you're talking about, usually they have to be like not with it exactly is that kind of the the scenario where they're like they're mentally well in if if they're like mentally incapable to make their own decisions Mm -hmm. uh if they're unconscious it's Mm. called implied consent and it's uh i'm pretty sure that ems is the only place where there's implied consent if you're unconscious uh and then (laughs) (laughs) that's a yeah okay and then uh if if you're like in uh like immediate detriment to yourself or others. Gotcha. Okay. So if they're they're like gonna hurt other people or themselves, like they're contemplating suicide right. or, or some, homicide. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Haley, uh, there was one thing that I wanted to thank you for, and that was. So we're changing gears yeah. a little bit. Um, hopefully you don't mind too much. Um, okay, so what I really appreciated when you were building our logo was that, and you alluded this to a little bit earlier, um, where you're mentioning that uh, a lot of the other podcast logos don't have a lot of red in it. Um, and so the implication there is that you actually spent the time to like look at other podcast logos on Spotify <laughs> oh, and like yeah. figure out what's going to stand out. Um, and so that's something that I really appreciated because it was like, wow, she's actually like going to create a product, a very custom product for us that's going to make us stand out. And that was like really cool. It was like, dang, you're putting in the time and effort to make something awesome for us. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, it's definitely part of the process. And I always think if you're in anything, you should do some market analysis before you go into deciding on final colors or 
whatever you're doing, you should always see what's already out there because you're trying to set yourself apart and you're doing yourself a disservice by just going with your instinct and what you like without doing that. So to give you guys something truly like custom and something that's going to be competitive within your genre on Spotify, I was like, we need to look and see what's already out there. And quite frankly, I mean, a lot of the ones that are out there are usually just kind of an acronym for what the name of the podcast is, or if they're a celebrity, they have their face on it, of course, because that's the selling point. So for you guys, it needed to be something that was just interesting and could set yourself apart. I mean, color, design, everything all together. So thank you for recognizing that. I did. I looked at so many covers before I really sat down and finalized what your guys's would look like what totally blew my mind about that whole process and it was like right off the bat as soon as we started and started throwing out ideas is I I think we all maybe a little bit had the idea of using a microphone in in in, <laughs> in the logo and then you brought up a great point and that would be that everyone that has a podcast has a microphone in the logo yeah. again avoid cliches it just didn't even occur to me how cliche that was i'm just like you're right everyone has a it's the and that's easiest okay. thing okay to that's totally okay because that's my job yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but i'm glad we didn't use a microphone in that case yeah, yeah yeah totally and like again anything you guys out there are working on just look and see what's already out there and see how you can make yourself unique to that totally and it's such a, it's the nice thing um, about nowadays, it's so easy to look at all kinds of other work through the internet. It's just a great resource for seeing what's been done, what hasn't been done, what's been done successfully. Oh, absolutely. You could do a quick Google search, Pinterest, Instagram. Just type in a few keywords related to whatever your particular project is and just see what's already out there and how you can differentiate. That's what I do. That's like, that's almost, that's part of step one, really, is research. Do your research. I can't stress that enough. I mean, you want something to be informed, you're going to do your research, whether that's a debate, a logo design, um, anything, a song, like you're going to do your research. So, yeah. I was really pleasantly surprised with how quickly we went from like, Oh hi, Haley. We are starting a podcast, and we would like a, a a logo. This is what we have for ideas and stuff to a finished product, and then everything in between. Every time we would talk, you would have like brand new uh, original ideas that were like all hashed out and everything. That was that was crazy to me. It's like you have like a hundred <laughs> different things right now, uh, and like any of them we could we could go down the path of any of them (laughs) well i'm so flattered um i definitely have to say it's part of the process you know i like to talk with my clients about what does this thing mean to you what's what's your mission statement what's your goal who's the target audience and once we get through all of that i can really narrow down what direction you need to be going in and then we can talk aesthetics and what you like and don't like because let's face it you need something that works but I also want you to like it. So yeah. you kind of have to find a balance between the two. So what I tried to do was take all of that gathered information and just put it into one succinct visual. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... And you guys made it easy, though. Like, I really have to say, like, it, it can be hard, especially with... There's three of you. So 
getting everyone on the same page it was like okay this person likes this this person wants this element you know we can't have the whole kitchen sink and everything else in one small little square right so it was like what little nuances can i make that's gonna tie in all of this for everyone so that everyone is on the same page yes it was it was very it was very like the entire process like cody was saying was it's like we gave you our what we thought you gave us your work and we we got to like work through the entire thing and we got to like agree on everything as it as it came to us which was nice rather than like okay here's our idea and like okay here's finished product how do you like it <laughs> oh i would be yeah. too scared to do that yeah that would there, be scary there's definitely you need to have at least a, a midpoint check-in where you're like these are the ideas from what you've told me and this is the direction i think you want me to be going in yes or no yay or nay and so once I get that feedback, it's easier for me to go, okay, I think I know what they need now and I can progress and then we get to the final product. Yeah, and that, that level of back and forth and communication of like, okay, well, this is what I need from you and here is when I'm going to get back to you. That was awesome because like a lot of times you reach out to someone and they're like, oh yeah, uh, so here's my schedule and uh, you know expect to hear from me in a couple weeks and then a couple weeks go by and you're like uh hey then like did i admit are you too busy for me or am i ghosted now or you know like that's kind of a a weird it's (laughs) it just is an awkward situation to be in as the the receiving end of the (laughs) right yeah that part kind of sucks i suppose that we're lucky that we caught you before you had an enormous backlog of work yeah yeah i definitely have been turning stuff away because it's well it's my senior year i'm in my last quarter of college so i'm trying to get my own stuff together so it's like i just really don't have because i would never take on a project unless i knew i could give it my all right and i just wouldn't do that to someone because i wouldn't want someone else to do that to me if i needed something done um and what you're saying about scheduling that's so important like something that we've stressed so much in at least at the school I go to and just the process they've put us through is deadlines deadlines are everything and as long as you're very clear about what how long it's going to take for x project to take and I'm sure you've been through this right oh, with gosh. your type of work it's right a, yeah. mm-hmm. but when things come up as long as you're communicating you're like hey this just isn't coming together like I need another week or whatever as long as you're communicating with your people, like that's going to keep them coming back, right? That's going to give you the good reviews. Like it's just part of business. It's not even it's for everything. I would say no matter what career path you're in, like be good about communicating and be good about scheduling people for stuff because if you're not, you're going to get backlogged and other people are going to try to reach out and they're going to hear that from them that you were you know, hard to get in contact with and you just right. weren't on time and it just took long and it was supposed to be, et cetera, et cetera. So. With what you said earlier about um, uh, being a people pleaser, sometimes it's really hard to say, no, I can't do it or I can't do it in your timeline. I just physically cannot fit it in. But y- you want to be like, I want to help you out, you know, like oh, I want I, I want your business. <laughs> and uh, it's it's honesty is the biggest thing and just being really upfront and if they can't understand you being completely honest and and saying i physically do not have the time these people have been waiting for a long time if they can understand that then they're probably not a good customer to deal with anyway oh absolutely and i don't know if you've seen like 
maybe on YouTube or just different meme pages, but there's a lot of people who will reach out to, I don't know, photographers, hairstylists, any kind of service, really, where people will try and say, hey, like, I really want you to do this. How much is it going to be? Or whatever. Or, (laughs) hey, do you have time to do this, like, today? And it's like, no, I don't. Or, like, they try to get a discount from you or they want, right. I'll give you exposure if you oh, do yeah. this thing yeah. for me. Have you come across that? Yeah, it's, I think it's, work? it's called, um, uh, like, ch- ch- uh, choosing beggars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like, it. Right. Yeah. It's like beggars can't be choosers, but these people are both. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, not, s- especially in, like, uh, dealership settings, people were just like, oh, like, I... I'd be like, okay, we'll we'll get you in line, and I'll I'll let you know when it's done. And they're like, okay, so like tomorrow, <laughs> um, it's like no, like in two weeks. And they're like, what? What do you mean? It's like, look, we have there are other people in this world. <laughs> There's a line, yeah. dude. Yeah. There's a line. There's a line. Get in line. You weren't the first person to t- this. This doesn't revolve around your little world. Um, yeah, and then oh, like discount, discount. It's like, well, <laughs> if if it doesn't work like that, this is a business. This is not a charity. I can I can give you exposure. Uh, no, I I can't pay the rent with exposure. Your Instagram account means nothing to yeah, me. It's it's my kid's birthday next week. Oh he no! Oh my God. He needs it for his birthday. Well, it's my kid's birthday next week, and I need the money for his birthday. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to tell your kid that he's gonna have to suffer through uh, having well whatever they're asking for. I guess not having it. <laughs> yeah. Think- I think what's like really interesting though is when you have people reach out because clearly they see the talent there and they see that you're detail oriented or you know they clearly there's a quality of work there that they're reaching out to you for and then when they go to like actually I was hoping you could do this for free or give me a discount and you're like but why are you reaching out to me if you know this is the quality of work you know all these other people paid for it why yeah, won't right. you you know you, you might just have to take your business elsewhere right and, and it, it just it hurts to do. It gets easier to say no. I will say, like, it's like I like to start things off. I'm like, you almost build an you almost build an ego, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, I mean a little bit, yeah. But you're, you know, time is money. You're Mm -hmm. also paying for the talent that's there, which you know you've got your own skill set that you've learned over experience that they're paying for. Right. So they're they're paying for the years, not the hours. Exactly. They're paying for that. And for me specifically, they're paying for my own imagination in a way. Like Mm -hmm. you're paying for the ideas I can come up with for you that you wouldn't have come up with, Mm -hmm. as well as the technical skill. So it's a combination of that and yeah, it's just interesting when people go to hit you up and they want it for free. And that's why I always start off with what's your budget? I'm like, what's your budget for this? Because I I can work within that. If someone's like, look, I don't have a lot of money, but I really would like you to do something for me. It's like, well, maybe I just can't give you as many assets as I would someone else who can pay the full price. But how do you deal with that? Do you lower but buddy your price? Deals, for, right. Buddy deals are the bane of like small business. Mm-hmm. It will it will put you so far behind. I mean, I mean, at the same time, though, you have to you have to put it all into consideration. Like, if I give this guy, like this this person has, I could possibly get leverage with this person by giving them by helping them out this one time. And you know, like for example, um, the person that I'm renting my shop from, yeah. um, like I'm gonna help him out because yeah, yeah. getting a, I'm getting a good deal on the shop, and I could potentially be getting a better deal if I help him out. 
And um, certain people like that were, oh, like, I know this guy has piles of money. Um, like, like I'll be really good to him and get him slipped in. Or, or this guy has a whole crew and tons and tons of work, uh, like equipment and stuff in, in my personal line. And uh, it's like, well, I'm going to, I can skip you ahead a little bit sooner, but don't expect it every time. But I'm going to make this right for you just this one time. And then they, they really appreciate that. But you can't leave people behind that have been waiting. Right. It's right. this horrible balancing act. You have to be almost like political about it. You you do. You have to be like, exactly. You have to be uh, very diplomatic about the way you put things. Yeah. You have to tell people what they want to hear. Um, right. That's a big thing. And um, that's like, that's like a huge thing. That's telling people what they want to hear because they, like if they're talking to you, they kind of have something in their mind uh, of like this, the result they're expecting to get. And if you can like purvey that to them and, and you know, sound cool and like sound like you know what you're doing or at least try to, then that's what they want to hear and they'll, they'll eat it up. So it, it's tricky and, and buddy deals. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. You know, I've had family come out to me that want to get certain things done. It's like, well, I'd love to do that for you, but everyone else would also eat. love me to do that for them so yes. so there's only so many exceptions i can make of course like if my mom reached out to me of course i'd do something for her but like if i had all these random people all of a sudden coming at me it's like um i kind of oh, i knew you in high school like uh were we were, <laughs> we were friends remember <laughs> yeah right no, i'm just kidding yeah. um, hey hey I they, paid, they no- paid guys they were good to me <laughs> yes. they were really good to me we, um, didn't, we didn't ask for no deal no 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 it was purely business and 100% fun. So um, treat people who do services well. It's a hard, hard business. And I mean, tip them. And this goes for anything. Your hairdresser, that's a service. She, he, whoever has built up a skill over mm-hmm. a period of years. And clearly you're going to them because you know they provide quality work. Yeah. yeah. Their hands so. are sore. Throw them 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're getting paper cuts left and right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. I'll, I'll say this and then and then we can move on to probably, to probably something else if you guys want to. But it's really hard to charge people what you really should be charging. Mm. um it, it's it's really tr- tricky especially if you know the person mm-hmm. and that's where buddy deals come in and you're like oh well i'll do this for what i would charge to do this much smaller job because you've helped me out or because you're my buddy or you'll get me back in the future kind of deal and it's it's really hard to charge what you're really worth and make the hourly that you want to make especially starting out Right. Yes. And I actually, the job I was talking to you guys about earlier where I make presentation decks for the software company, um, the person that I knew that I was getting that job through was kind of like, hey, how much would you charge for this sort of thing? And at first I didn't give them an hourly rate. I gave them like, well, I know you and I know Mm -hmm. that this won't be super hard work, even though it is time consuming. Um, and you give I was them like a flat like, rate like, right I was like flat rate for this project it'll be x amount of dollars they were like I can't pay you that low like we have to pay you more and I was that's when I was like wow like yes, they I actually mean, see my value yeah, in the work the I'm most doing exciting thing. and that was the first time I really had that because up until then I'd just been doing these little side projects and kind of being like well this project will take about this amount of time and I'll just kind of give them the bare minimum because I'm I'm a student like I'm still in trying to get your name out there right right so yeah it's definitely hard getting that price where they're like 
ooh, that's too steep. But also you don't want to be too cheap because then you're going to continue to get clients because, you know, word of mouth, they're going to go to other people and say, well, this guy only did it for, you know, X amount of dollars. Like, I'm sure he'd give you the same price and you're going to keep getting that same clientele. But you don't want to do that. You want to get better clientele. If you charge coupon prices, you get coupon customers. Oh my gosh, that's that's a quote. I need to write that. That's a real. I'm gonna design that, print it out, and mail it to you. That was good. That was solid. I didn't make it up, but that's that's. Oh my gosh, um, but no, it is it is tricky. And finding, like you just said, finding that okay, this is a little bit too much, and this I'm losing my ass. Like I can't charge this this small amount. And finding where it's in the middle and kind of creeping over time more expensive, mm-hmm. you know, treat yourself right, you know. Um, that's so challenging. That's... Well, and it affects the other people within your field because if you're charging a low amount and more people continue to charge a low amount to stay competitive, then it overall decreases the amount. Where if you're all raising your prices, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, that's pretty similar to so-and-so-and-so's so-and-so, but you're making a good amount of money off of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas... It is. It's just, it's a disservice. If you're lowering your price, you're lowering the expectation of everyone else and what they're going to pay going into that. Right. And when people, when people get used to quality being lower and lower and lower and oh gosh, like these people just like all these other people don't treat me right. Um, I'd rather spend the, I'd rather spend more money with you and know that it's going to be done right. Exactly. Um, so it, it kind of like comes in waves. It's like, you know, it's like a, graph i guess yes. <laughs> like prices get lower expectations you know people get their expectations hurt and then they're like okay i don't care i'm just gonna like put up or shut up i'll pay good money to have this done right and then that's where people that um you know charge decently charge fairly and can back their their charge like their price with their work uh, that's where they can come in and, sh- and do their stuff and shine yeah absolutely gotta find a sweet spot <laughs> Right on. Well, I think we're starting to come to a little bit of a close. It's been a it's been a good pod. Um, Cast. It's a podcast. Podcast. Sorry, I apparently. (laughs) What are we fishing (laughs) (laughs) for? Whales. Oh yeah, a a group of whales is called a pod. Did you you didn't know that? How am I supposed to know that bit of trivia? (laughs) Did you know that, Haley? I actually did. <laughs> Sorry. Get some, get some of the, I need to brush up on my whale knowledge. <laughs> Rip. Um, I, I, I'm like halfway th- or I'm a part of the way through Moby Dick. I should know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously, by now. Yeah. Um, okay, so we didn't warn you of this, but the last thing that we tend to ask our guests is, Haley, what do you have to say for yourself? You guys have been lovely. And thank you so much for having me on. And also, if you're going to c- pursue a creative field, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. That is, fear is the number one reason that you're not going to succeed. Just do it. Just start somewhere. Everyone has growing pains and it needs to be done. It's the only way you're going to continue on and pursue whatever it is you really do want to pursue. Take the dive. Perfect. Thank right you. on. That was beautiful. That was do you so have uh, an Instagram or anything that you want to plug? Yes, I do. You can follow me at HaleyLock.Design. I don't have any posts on there currently, but I will soon because I have more time coming up once I graduate. You should spell that out. Yeah, please spell it's it out. It's H-A-L-E-Y-L-O-C-K-E. The E is silent. Dot. Lucky. <laughs> design. D-E-S-I-G-N. Awesome. Well, Perfect. go follow Haley at HaleyLock.Design. Wait, wait, wait. 
Is that right? That's right? Yeah, HaleyLock.Design on Instagram. Or if you want to follow me on my personal Instagram, it's HaleyInLock. That's it. Haley N (laughs) as in Nancy? As in Nancy, yes. Okay. Wait, I, I wasn't like guessing. <laughs> I don't know if that's your middle name. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Haley Nancy Locke. Okay. That was, that yes. was just N as in Nancy, you know. Yes, I like that. Yes. As in Nancy. It's N N N N N N. Again, that's H A L E Y L O C K E dot design. That's D E. S-I-G-N. Awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> That's on Instagram. You can um, also find uh, our podcast on impairedupstairs.com. You can find them on uh, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Amazon Music. Music. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify. And what we found recently is that you can also find it on Audible. We didn't even know. Yeah, we didn't even know it was on Audible. But I think since it's since it's on Amazon Music, that automatically transfers over to Audible. So uh follow us on Instagram. Us. Follow us on Instagram at impaired upstairs. Follow us on Snapchat at impaired up S T R S. Um, and share us with your friends. Yeah, if you enjoyed this, just uh, just like put a little post out there. You know, uh, it, it we really appreciate all the listens and uh, uh, any word of mouth is that's how we're gonna keep paying the bills. Just kidding, we all have uh, day jobs. So if you want to contact <laughs> us, <laughs> if you want to contact us, you can DM us on Snapchat. You can DM us on Instagram. Uh, you can go to impairedupstairs.com, hit the contact us page, and there's a format all laid out for you. You just punch in all the uh, info, and it's super easy. Or you can email us directly at info at impairedupstairs.com. Yeah. Uh, Haley, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much again, you guys. This has been super fun. And it was about time. I had to come on here with my Impaired Upstairs podcast, guys. Yeah, definitely. It's been uh, been a blast. So uh, with that... Yeah, when we're not drawing and marketing, we'll be here upstairs. Impaired!